I was went down to the grocery store after church today, and I'd taken off my coat and I had my white shirt on. I guess that's why the young lady was waiting on me. Said, "You're a preacher, aren't you?" I said, "Yes, ma'am." And uh, anyhow, she knew Corrine, and uh, we got to talking. She said, "I miss church so much." And I said, what do you mean? She said, they closed our church because of the pandemic, and they haven't opened it back up yet. And I don't understand those kind of things. And then I talked to another young man that I've been dealing with in the past quite a bit. He come running up to the house the other day, and he said, Preacher, I found God. I found God. And he said, uh, uh, me and my girlfriend is going to this church and named some church I never heard of. And he said, uh, uh, I found God there. And she's very religious. He said, but I need to come back to your church and get fed. He said, I ain't learning nothing there. Well, number one, you don't find God. God finds you. Amen. And when you hear talk like that, that's what I'm talking about. You know something is wrong being taught there. And it bothers me a great deal uh, that uh, what's going on in... And I've heard two or three other things about some churches going on. And, and uh, I'm just really concerned about how the devil is openly working now. And uh, it just don't seem like it bothers anybody. They just go right on. And uh, But anyhow, pray about it much, if you would, please. I love the book of Psalms. I've been spending quite a time in it. I would, like, I would encourage you. Uh, anybody, if you get a chance, read uh, Ecclesiastes and read it not just once, but just keep on reading it, just over and over. Every time I read it, I get something precious and new out of it. And it's the same way with the Psalms. And uh, tonight, I would like to just uh, read Psalm 76 to you. Psalm 76, verse 1. In Judah is God known. His name is great in Israel. In Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place in Zion. There break he the arrows of the bow, the shield and the sword in the battle of Selah. There are more glorious and excellent than the mountains of prey. The stout-hearted are spoiled. They have slept their sleep, and none of the men of might have found their hands. At thy rebuke, O God of Jacob, both the chariot and horse are cast into a deep sleep. Thou, even thou, art to be, uh, art to be feared, and who may stand in thy sight when once thou art angry? Thou didst cause judgment to be heard from heaven. Their fears must still. When God arose to judgment, he to save all the meek of the earth, Selah. Surely the wrath of man shall praise thee. The remainder of wrath shall thou restrain. Vow and pay unto the Lord your God, that all that be round about him bring presents unto him that ought to be feared. He shall cut off the spirit of princes. He is terrible to the kings of the earth. Pray with me. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that we'll understand through these precious psalms that you've left us to be a blessing to us of our everyday living, that you'll help us to understand 
that what man's wrath is upon us sometimes and most of the times turns into your glory. And I pray, dear God, that you bless us tonight as we study thy word together now. In Jesus' name we pray. Notice verse 10 especially. Surely the wrath of man shall praise thee. The remainder of wrath shall thou restrain. Now, men think they're in control of the fears of men, lies. But God is sovereign. God is always in control. And God is always working in favor of His own and for His glory. Now, y'all know everything that's going on. I won't go into it tonight about uh, the Democratic Party is in control of the country. And I've been talking to people that, uh, about this thing, not just in church, but personally. And I said, can't somebody do something to stop some of this mess? And they said, in two years, preacher, it's going to be all right. We're going to vote them out of it. I said, there ain't going to be no United States in two years if it keeps going like it is right now. And uh, somebody need to do something now. And uh, they said, well, you can't do anything. Biden's in control. The Democratic Party's in control. Pelosi's in control. Those that's in control is the one that's doing all of this. And I got in the Psalms and I got to studying. And I said, you know what? God's still in control. And He's still on His throne. And many times, uh, God uses bad things in our lives to get glory to Himself and to His children. I went back in the Bible and Joseph's 11 brothers sent Joseph to Egypt as a slave. But he later became prime minister of Egypt and saved the whole family, his whole family, from starvation. Joseph later reminded his brethren in Genesis 15, verse 20, But it's for you. You thought evil against me. But God meant it unto good to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive to the praise of God. Amen. Again, in Genesis 27, verse 41 through 45, and uh, Genesis 29 and 10, says, The wrath of Esau... Uh, caused Jacob to flee to a far country. But when I read that, I followed it on through. And Jacob met beautiful Rachel there, who became his wife. Amen. To the praise of God. And Esther, in Esther chapter 5, verse 12 through 14, and chapter 7 in verse 10, wicked Haman built a gallows to hang a, a good Jew man called Mordecai on, uh, but he was hanged on his own gallows to the praise of the Lord. And so when we see bad things happening to uh, good people, we wonder, uh, are they getting by with it? Well, somewhere down the line, God said he's going to get the glory in it. Now, the wicked Pharisees placed Christ upon the cross between two thieves. But I was reading that, and one of those thieves were saved because of it. Think about that. Two thieves on one on each side of Jesus, and we said, Why is he crucified between two thieves? So one of them could get saved. Again, the wrath of a Roman Empire banished the Apostle John to the lonely Isle of Patmos to, to uh, present him from, prevent him from preaching the gospel, which resulted in the book of the Revelation to the praise of God. Romans 8 28, still there then, isn't it? All things work together for good to them who love the Lord. 
God's still in control. We think everything goes wrong, everything goes bad for us, but God's still in control. Now I want you to turn to uh, uh, Psalms 80 with me. I want to change the subject a little bit, but I want you to look at Psalms 80 and just read with me a little bit, beginning in verse 1. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, thou that lendest Joseph like leadest Joseph like a flock, thou that dwellest between the children, shine forth. Before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh, stir up thy strength and come and save us. Turn us again, O God, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long wilt thou be angry against the prayer of thy people? Thou feedest them with the bread of tears, and givest them tears to drink in great measure. Thou madest us a strife under our neighbors, and our enemies laugh among themselves. Turn us again, O God of hosts, and cause our face to shine, and we shall be saved. Thou hast brought a vine out of Egypt. Thou hast cast out the heathen and planted it. Thou preparest room before it, and didst cause it to take deep root, and it filled the land. The hills were covered with the shadow of it, and bows thereof were like the goodly cedars. She sent out her bows unto the sea, and her branches unto the river. Why hast thou then broken down her hedges, so that all they which pass by the way do pluck her? The boar out of the wood doeth waste it, and the wild beast of the field doeth devour it. Return, we beseech you, O God of hosts. Look down from heaven, and behold, and visit this vine. And the vineyard which thy right hand has planted, and the branch that thou madest strong for thyself, it is burned with fire, it is cut down, they perish at the rebuke of thy countenance. Let thy hand be upon the man of thy right hand, upon the son of man whom thou madest strong for thyself. So will not we go back from thee, quicken us, and we will call upon thy name. Turn us again, O Lord God of hosts, cause our face to shine, and we shall be saved. Now, you could call this the dying vine song. And remember, the vine now is often used in the Bible as a symbol of Israel. Now, note what the psalmist says about this vine. In verse 8, God brought it out of Egypt. In verse 8 again, He planted this vine in uh, His chosen land. In verse 9, He said, God cleared the ground and tilled the soil for His vine. Verse 9 again said, The vine took root and grew for a while. Verse 10, the vine covered the mountains and grew as high as the cedar tree. Verse 11, the vine traveled from the great sea to the Euphrates River. In verse 12, then God broke down the hedge, protecting His vine. Now, verse 12, then the strangers took their plunder of its grapes. Verse 13, the wild boar rooted it up, and the wild beasts ate it. Verse 16, the vines enemies chopped it up and burned it. Now the question is, why did God treat His vine like this? The answer is found, if you turn over to Isaiah chapter 5 now, Isaiah chapter 5, and I want to read in verse 1. Now I will sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved touching the vineyard. My well-beloved has a a vineyard in a very fruitful hill, and he fenced it and gathered out the stones thereof, and planted it with the choicest vine, and built a tower in the midst of it, 
and also made a wine press therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes, and he brought forth wild grapes. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem, and men of Judah, judge, I pray you betwixt me and my vineyard. What could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Wherefore, when I looked that it would bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes. Now, you think about that for just a minute. Did you know this, our country, the United States, was founded on this book? It's founded on the Word of God. God has blessed this country on every hand. I mean, anything. It's a proven fact under Donald Trump, we didn't, uh, Donald, President Trump, we didn't need anything from any other outside of the country. He proved that. We got everything we need right here. You know why? Because God blessed this country. And He blessed it because our forefathers stood on the Word of God that believed what the Word of God said to build this country for. And now, uh, people have forgotten that. They've got away from it. Church is nothing to people no more. If you don't believe it, you go any Sunday you want to, right up and down the streets of Brandon, and look how many people is painting their houses or mowing their yards or, or doing something or getting their boat ready to go to the lake or the, uh, out in the Gulf or any place else. They're doing everything in the world except getting up early in the morning and heading off to Sunday school in church and Sunday night to church like it used to be in this country when God was blessing this country. Now, when God shows His picture here in Psalms 80, and we read where we was reading a while ago in the Psalm, uh, how God blessed His people, and we understand then <coughs> that God's wrath has got to fall. And God's wrath is falling. But I believe this, God's going to get the glory out of it. Amen? Wouldn't it be something, and isn't it going to be something, when God turned all this stuff around? And He gets the glory for it all. I believe He's going to do it. I really do. In fact, it's already started. Uh, people just don't see it, but it's already started. Uh, Jesus was upon this earth, and He was a God-blessed vine, according to Isaiah 53 and verse 2. And He bore goodly fruits through His miracles and His parables and prayers and sermons. But then he was crucified and resurrected and the vine ascended back into the Father's heavenly vineyard. And you know what we're supposed to do? I like what Juanita, Mrs. Wilson, did this morning. I didn't know she was giving out all the tracts. You know what's been happening to you? She's stealing. And, and she said, I'm going to give me a handful of these tracks. I'm going to put them in every bill I sent out. I'm going to give them everybody I come in contact with. I'm going to give out these tracks. Now, let me tell you something. That used to be just common. That used to be the way a Christian did. They just took whatever they could to serve the Lord. They did it. Everybody can't be a preacher. Everybody can't be a music director or a piano player. But everybody can witness for the Lord that's a Christian. And we have gotten away from it. We've just gotten away of Christians witnessing for the Lord Jesus. Did you know that Jesus is the vine? We're the branches. We're supposed to give out the fruit. The fruit of the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to tell people about Jesus. We're supposed to proclaim Him to the lost and dying world. And we're not doing it. And notice what God said He would do. He'll cut it down and He'll burn it. Amen? His wrath has got to fall where you don't do what you're supposed to do. One of the, one of the 
strangest stories to me is that Jesus was going through a field and he come to a, a, a fig tree and he was hungry, the Bible says. <clears throat> Can you imagine God being hungry? I've, I've looked at that a million times, I guess. Not that many, but a few. But I've, I've read that so many times and every time I read I say, that's God who made that vine, who made that fig tree. And now he's coming to eat it and it had nothing but leaves on it. Nothing. Didn't have no fruit on it. You know what Jesus said? Dry up and don't ever bear fruit again. And he went on past it and a little time later he came back through his disciples came back and they were amazed that that fig tree was dead. It was gone. And I think about that all the time. I want to do what God wants me to do because I want to be alive. I want to be blessed. I want God to bless me in everything I do. And I want to be doing something for the Lord where He can bless me. And if I could get... This is my goal. As a preacher, I want to get everybody I can saved for a reason. That not only I be a witness, but another one could be a witness. And another one could be a witness. And we could witness for the Lord. And we could grow like the vine is supposed to grow. And when I think of churches, I, I listen to people all around me all around this area. And they talk about this church. Always the doors open. They, they said, I had several people say, we noticed that during the pandemic you didn't close your doors. We did one night, I think, or one Sunday. And we kept the doors open. But people's watching that. And you know, I, I say this. What should that be a strange thing for? That should be the normal. That we keep our church doors open. We should worship the Lord all the time. If you want to be blessed, God counts faithfulness above everything else. And we've got to be faithful to the Lord. And God said, my vine, if it's not right, I'll cut it down. And I do believe this, and I'll try to close with this, but I do believe this with all my heart. I know that this country's been blessed. I can remember when I got saved at Timberline Baptist Church, I think there was right 98 to 100 and something anyhow going there at that time and they had a tent revival and Brother Roy came to town put up a big old tent out there on the church ground and I went there and got saved in that tent revival and as five of my buddies got saved with me that same night and we all got in the church and got baptized, started serving the Lord doing everything God called us to do, and that church grew to a thousand in no time. And it kept right on growing, and the last time I was over there, it was running over 4,000 with the preacher was there at that time, and now you go back there, and there's a high school there. Took that church and wiped it off the face of earth. Tore it down. Not a sign of it on the piece of property. There's a high school there, or a junior high school there, and I wondered to myself, wonder why? Wonder why that's removed. Did you know one of the greatest churches in America is Moody Baptist Church in Chicago? That was one of the greatest churches in America on the face of the earth at one time. They was running thousands packed all the time when Dr. Moody and the other great preacher was there. And then now they say you go there and there's 45 or 50 people maybe in that great auditorium that's there. And you say, why, preacher? 
is because God's people won't keep on doing what they're supposed to be doing. That's bearing fruit. Bearing fruit. I like that big old boy come this morning. What is it? Orin? Born or something? Lauren. I, I was going down the road. Born, born, born. Lauren. That big old boy, what is he, six foot eight? And he, come, he come in, he was so proud of that boy. He come with him this morning. Say, hey, look here what I got. He brought him several years ago and he got saved and got baptized. Amen? That's fruits. That's fruits, folks. That's what it's about. And you know what? He's being blessed. His wife and him is expecting a baby and he's so excited about it. And everything, he said, Preacher, I can't believe it. Everything I put my hand to, God is blessing. You know why? He loves the Lord. And he's a witness everywhere he goes. That's what it's about. And when you read these two Psalms that I read to you, you can clearly see what our problem is. We're not doing what we should be doing. And God's wrath will not hold back forever. It has to come. He'll have to cut down the vine. And by the way, He can plant a new vine. He don't need this old vine. Amen? I remember when America was so proud. You know, it used to be made in America was something. And then they come along made in China. And everything now you pick up is made in China or Japan or someplace else instead of America. And now people won't buy American cars because they ain't as good as a Toyota. That hurt, preacher. <laughs> I, I, raised a, I raised a hood on that Lexus I got and on the front of that radiator's Toyota. And your husband was right. All it is is a glorified Toyota. Amen. But you know why? They say because Japan makes a better car now, a better automobile than America does. That shouldn't be so. We got the best of everything. And that's the reason that God says enough's enough. If you don't turn around, the Bible says if my people, which are called by my name, and get this, this is the key to it, shall humble themselves. You know what's my America right now? The proud. Proud. Hey, you can't tell me nothing. I know everything. That's pride. And you know the number one thing God hates? If you don't believe it, look it up. Pride. And pride will take you to hell. And brother, I'm against pride number one. And I, I, I have done my best to humble myself before the Lord ever since I got saved. Every once in a while, if you're not careful, the old devil will get your pride going strong. Even preachers. You know, I like to people come up to me, preacher, that was a good sermon. And all of a sudden, I go home and say, I've done pretty good today. If I or somebody told me, I've done pretty good today. You better watch that kind of stuff. Brother, you can't do anything without God. You give Him all the glory. Amen? Think about those things. God's good to us. Well, we need to get back to it. And I thank God for your faithfulness. I mean that. Because where you believe this or not, there is people watching you. And they're watching your faithfulness to the Lord. And I believe it'll help some people. Stand with me, please. Father, tonight we just are so thankful that you have kept us. You have kept us faithful. You kept us true. We pray, Lord, that you'll defeat the devil in the blood of the Lamb, Lord Jesus Christ. You're the only one that can. 
but we praise God you're stronger than He is. Greater is He is in us than He is in the world. So Lord, I ask you to use us for your honor and glory, that we might be a testimony, and we could be the one that's holding the, the Christians of this country I know are the ones that's holding this country together. And I pray that we'll stay true to you now and help to get the church still going. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing something, please. Turn to page 43. Page 43. Everybody sing this, please. Jesus is my Savior, I shall not be moved. In His love and favor, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters, Lord, I shall not be Amen.